0: Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Just Swinging It.
1: It's your girl Osa
0: and your girl Adia. Hey yeah. guys, mm. <laughs> Corona is finally dying down. Is it really? Girl, it? I was trying to do wishful thinking. You were supposed to agree. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you you were supposed to feel the you were supposed to feel the vibe like sure but, Posit- let's start over when um let me tell you when they did kind of news, there's more news about news than corona you know how every day you turn the news and it's like everything is like a corona story like, you turn the news now, there's actually, like, news on news news channels.
1: Uh, well, y'all yeah, know I don't really be watching the news on the TV <laughs> and stuff, so I don't know what's going on on the television. But, um, but uh, a lot apparently all of us, a lot of the states are beginning to open up, surely but slowly, slowly but surely, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. <laughs>
0: girl I your internet I'm got, got fixed that. i love it i'm sorry they fixed um optimum came through no i'm using my t-mobile data oh Hopefully oh T-Mobile okay shout out, shout out to, to t-mobile shout out to t-mobile <laughs> <laughs> sponsor <Spam> us anyway how are you doing I'm alright, um, yeah. you know, just in the house, trying to social distance, and like, mm-hmm. make my smoothies, be on my Osa shit, or whatever. <laughs> you already know, whatever you vibe. know. That's really it. Um, yeah. And just like, honestly, um, just taking a walk and like, finding time to breathe. and yeah. You know, that's really it. I mean, emotionally, I'm kind of, like, you know, a little, ugh, but whatever. Mm-hmm. You know the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm you know. on that. Um, same with me, just taking it day
1: by day, per usual. Um, even yesterday, my friend and I, we went on, like, a six-mile
0: walk. <laughs> a what?
1: Uh, a six-mile walk.
0: Damn. Um, I like can that. Can you hear me? Sorry?
1: No, I
0: like that. Six miles. That's, what, that's a nice
1: one. Yeah, just to, like, you know, talk and, you know, be a little social, but, you know, being distant at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, just taking it day by day, trying to eat more healthier, trying to be more active. Um, I'm going to try to start reading more now. Just just mm-hmm. really chilling, not doing too much, not killing myself over nothing, like being safe most importantly. So,
0: And that's it
1: well Uh, speaking of being safe (laughs) um let's let's start with the the not so happy moments um pretty much these past couple of weeks have been very heavy in regards to um police brutality racism Mm. lynching killings rioting all sorts of stuff um how are you feeling right now as far as, like, what's going on in regards to that?
0: You know, so I kind of took, a um, when all of the, like, the stuff was happening, um, I kind of took a step back to just, mm-hmm. I guess, process it before, whatever, because, you know, like, when you're on social media and when you're on all these social platforms, like, you're just, um, you're just like, like all of these images and videos and stuff are just thrown in your face. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a lot, you know, for me Um, because it's, it's hard for, I feel like anyone to deal with something like that. And Mm -hmm. um, it was just really difficult to watch the whole, I mean, I didn't really need to, I didn't watch the video, but I can, I, from, you know, what I read in the New York times, basically, uh, you know, the guy... Well, oh, damn, what's his name? I, Which one? Name? The guy <laughs> like, who they... Gregory they, or Ahmad? Greg, uh, oh, my God. Gre- oh. Minneapolis
1: is Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Um,
0: Minneapolis. Gregory. Minneapolis, okay. Minneapolis, Gregory mm-hmm. Where the police officer um, was basically, like, putting his knee in his neck for 10 minutes. 10 to 11 minutes. So, it was just one of those things, like, again? Again? Yeah. Um, But... It's just disheartening, um, and it's it's really really sad. Um, I really pray that quote unquote justice is served because yeah. niggas need to be treated a le- teach teach a lesson, and um, that wasn't accidental. That, that was legit murder, and what? that was that was murder. Like you slaughtered someone, um, like an animal. And mm. girl, that's just my that's it. Like. <laughs> I have a question for you. After you answer, how you feel about the whole situation? Because even for me to talk about it is yeah. kind of like, ugh, it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> it's, I'm I'm yeah, kind of like I I'm totally. I'm kind of numb. I'm kind of numb to it. Um, and it's it's kind of yeah. sad to even say it that way, but, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I'm, I am. I really, I really, really am because it's like it's one of those things you just kind of expect to happen, you know? Like mm. it's one of those things that even though it shouldn't be normal, it's normal. Like it, it's, it's, it seems like a very normal thing at this point in our like in our growing years. Like these things are just happening. These things are being swept under the rug. Like we hear about it today, and then it's gone the next day because someone else is someone else has, is is, a, is another target, you know, so, may he rest in peace, yo, yeah, um,
1: like you said, George, uh, Ford, sorry. George, George Floyd, sorry, <clears throat> excuse
0: me, George Floyd, my bad, I, I'm sorry, I forgot his name, yeah,
1: um, like you said, I'm, I'm numb to it, um, these past couple of days has been really, like, exhausting on social media. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, like, I completely tuned out because I would go back and forth. But I tried my best not to really go on there as much because I just, it was a lot. And um, I had to make a, a story post on Instagram to basically, like, just plead with everyone who follows me or whatever, like, if you are going to be posting videos of, you know, or pictures of people dying, like just warn your followers before you do so. Um, Cause I think it's very triggering, especially if you don't know what you're going into it, like on the next story. Um, and it could mm-hmm. definitely be, it could be a lot. Um, I saw the video for, jo- for George Floyd on Sean King's um, page. I watched the entire thing and it was a lot. For many factors, Mm -hmm. the mere fact that the officer knew what he was doing, continued to do so even when George was handcuffed, even when um, George was pleading, "I can't bleed, I can't breathe," excuse me, "I can't breathe," and his partner, Officer Tao, didn't even like, you know, like, "Okay, guy, like, you know, he's he's handcuffed now, like, you know, chill out, whatever, like, let's put him in the back of the car, blah blah blah, none of that," Mm -hmm. and. I mean if I mean we've seen multiple visuals of of how they treated us from slavery before Hold in, your phone, your, phone, your To
0: be fair, to be frank I love enough, it. You hear me? Your phone, your phone. Changed. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear, can you hear me? I can't hear you. It was breaking up. You can't or you can. I can hear you now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't yeah, so um, I think you got to you got to start over a little bit. From where? <laughs> you you were talking about how you saw it on Sean King's um post and okay, after that. um just to like wrap things up. So basically I had seen it on Sean T Sean King's um Instagram
1: page and I watched the entire video. And um, it just proved, you know, what we've always known, what we've always seen in media, especially when it comes to black people, especially black men, that they mm-hmm. don't care about us. The police force is not to protect us; it's actually to attack us. And I think that was the initial reason why the police the police was created in the first place was to ensure that they caught slaves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally understand why people are rioting. Rioting. I totally understand why people are looting. I totally understand why people are angry and upset because we've we've try to know things, you know, peacefully and nicely, and and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, it's never been a good result. There are still people that are racist. There are still generations of racist people that are growing up in this ge- in this generation, um, mm-hmm. and. It's, obviously racism isn't going to stop. Like, I'm sorry. We marching, link, linking mm-hmm. our arms together is not going to stop. So what is the resolve? And I don't necessarily agree with violence. Um, so you know, I, really, hmm? I said I don't necessarily agree with violence because I don't think that it always solves yeah. anything. But I also understand the emotion behind it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know.
0: You know, so... The whole thing with looting, like, the whole looting and burning things and stuff like that, I feel like it's, like, it's counterproductive in a sense, right? Because, I like, for instance, I was just watching um this thing called Trial Bomb, this uh, documentary called Trial Bomb Media, and one of the attorneys mm-hmm. said something really, really, it stuck to me, and what they said, he said, uh... The the basically the synopsis like it was basically he basically was saying like the court of public opinion basically doesn't stand a chance to the court of law, right? Mm-hmm. So all of the things that we're doing, right? We can be looting, we can be protest. I mean, protesting I agree with 100 percent Protesting, peacefully protesting. I'm not into the violence thing, like I just don't feel like it solves anything, like you just said. But there's so many other ways to get our point across and, and to, 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 you know, <laughs> figure out how to like communicate these things with these upper quote unquote officials. Um, even if they, they don't hear it. Cause it's like, they're going to see us looting from the target and burning up the target. And it's like, if we really bought that, like, why are we not going to these people? I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to spread hate or whatever like that, but I'm just saying like. Why aren't I going to the cops' house? Who did it? Why aren't I going to the precinct where these cops came from and burn that shit down? Like, it's like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me because one, if you're if you're doing this in the community, right, where a community is lacking in terms of being able to, especially we're in the pandemic, being able to purchase food, being able to to go places and and get goods for their homes. Now we're taking out of our the community. What mm-hmm. happens if they loot the grocery store by your house, right? What 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 will you do if you don't have any other means of basically like transportation to go across town to a Trader Joe's and 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 pick up the losses? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. So I just feel like sometimes we have to like really, yeah, we we we're, yeah we're emotional about it because it's hurtful. It sucks that it happened, but we just have to figure out an effective way to really 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 get justice i don't know i don't have the answers so yeah
1: i i I hear you (laughs) i don't have the answers again i don't think anyone has answers and because certain measures have been taken before it's like Mm. okay that what that did not work so what's the next best again i'm not condoning what they're doing or what they have done but i Mm -hmm. do think that people have been like Yo, fuck it. Like, either way, even if we march peacefully, they're going to blast us with pepper spray, mace us, throw, shoot us with rubber bullets, tear gas, all that stuff. Like, the mm-hmm. juxtaposition between the white supremacists that were marching to be, you know, not being locked down anymore versus people pro- peacefully protesting because someone was murdered is, mm-hmm. ugh, I have no words to, to use to describe it because it's, it's blatant. The, the 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 racism between you know the police officers versus you know people that are are black is mm. so blatant it's so obvious it's so it's 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 writing on the wall like it's you cannot miss it and again time after time after time and I was reading something earlier and it said something to the effect of like the KKK was burning down our houses and our churches and our mosques and stuff and the police didn't do anything mm. you know black Mm -hmm. people didn't black people had first of all black wall street in oklahoma was burned down (laughs) to get Mm -hmm. to really go to for some historical context and it could Mm -hmm. never rebuild it back again i'm sorry we have gone through this time after time after time we have been nice we have been nice we have been nice and nothing has been resolved nothing Mm -hmm. has been resolved again not condoning this again i don't have the answers but most importantly, I understand how people are feeling in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I feel for the families of um of the F- of the Floyd's. I feel for the family of um the Ahmad guy who was running. Mm-hmm. The, uh, like I mean, there's too many names. There's too many hashtags. It's just over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor was in her house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen. Amad Aubury, Tameka I Rice, Tavon yeah. Martin, Oscar Grant, Eric Garner, Philando Castile, Samuel Dubois, Sandra Bland, Walter Scott. I mean, the name goes on and on and on. I, I can, I can, I can sit here for the next hour and read all the names. Sean Bell. <laughs> like.
0: I'ma Diallo, girl. It's it's it sucks. It's it's whack. Um, but we have we have to we have to make sure that we don't lose sight of what 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 we're fighting for you get what I'm saying like it just gives it just gives I just feel like sometimes it just gives the the other a chance to be like look at this look at this animalistic shit that niggas these niggas is doing and it's just like it's just too much it's too much it's so is, much, it not, is
1: it not is animalistic when they
0: kill us? <laughs> of course it is. Of course, Of course, so but I'm point, saying, what I'm saying what doing do like that's not a revolution. That's not a revolution, though. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like loot like looting from small businesses because we don't know what other businesses that they that 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 this stuff happened in Minneapolis. It wasn't just a target. It was other businesses that were affected in the area. in the area that they were in were not it wasn't like a, a uppity rich area. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like we doing yeah. this shit in our own neighborhoods. That's that's my problem. It's like mm-hmm. why don't why are we not going to the the the, the other? i mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to promote violence and stuff like that. But why are we going to the areas where these cops are from? Why are not we not going to these precincts where these cops are from? Like t- taking it out on your own neighborhood is not going to do anything. Just like you said, like how they burned down Black Wall Street and it can cannot be rebuilt. So some sometimes when things like this happen. These small businesses that are owned by Black people are not savageable. It's not salvageable. But I mean, I, don't I know.
1: hear you. Um, as far as like which neighborhoods they were attacking, I can't speak to which or which wasn't. Um, but I mean, again, I don't. I don't have the answers. I don't understand. I don't know why. But I. <sighs> but I I
0: can't yeah uh, I don't know yeah girl I don't know know. but speaking of that um I had a question because I'm Mm -hmm. seeing a lot of this on um social media so I had a question basically um questioning the question about (laughs) how um how people are like oh if you're white and you're not saying something about it you're the problem um I wanted to know how what your take about it was, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing is like, all right, why do why do we look for white voices when bad things happen to black people? like that's just that's just my question. I mean, I feel like I kind of know the answer to the question, but like wh- what what is your take on that? like what what's your stand on that?
1: um so do you mean in regards to like bad things happening to black people from white people
0: or black on black bad things um i mean i'm not expecting to, i'm not expecting white people to talk about you know pop smoke being murdered i, and I just like want to be i just want to be yeah, no i'm talking about like when like when things like this happen from white people mm-hmm. or um, the other anyone who's not black i guess so you said why do we look to their voices? Why do we look for white white voices when bad things happen to black people? Like, will it really make a difference, or do we just need validation um to under to know that they understand what's going on?
1: Um, to be frank, and I think also historically, when white people have voiced their opinion or been our allies, mm-hmm. Things, I wouldn't say that they changed, but they definitely helped. Um, Even when you think back to slavery, (laughs) when the runaway slaves, a lot of the, not even a lot of, most of the houses that they were using to literally harbor slaves in the Underground Railroad were white homes, you know? Granted, Mm -hmm. like, the leaders were Black faces, but the people that really contributed to, you know, assisting and making sure that things were under wraps were white people. During the civil rights mm-hmm. matter, white people, Jim Crow, white people, segregation, white people. Um, th- then again, I'm not taking anything away from black people who sacrificed their lives, their time, their effort, everything that they did. Not going to take that away from them, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that white ally white allyship does help. As far as for one, there like white people will listen to white people before they listen to us right so they're going to listen to their kind before they even consider our opinions on anything so that alone kind of gives them a little bit of power of influence um now in regards to like us looking for voices to help us out again this is back to historical reasons like because it has worked is the reason why i think a lot of people are looking to those voices to work now Um, and with social, with social media, like information is so vast, it's everywhere, you can find it instantly. And I think because a lot of people have been silent, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, damn, at the end of the day, this is like, yes, it's, it's black, it's not black on black, excuse me, it's like police brutality. But at the end of the day, this is like a human being, like, where's your humanity? Because black people, the outrage for black people is, is something that's um, what's that word that people like it just for lack of better words, it gets the people going like it's really like, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. It's, it's exciting. It's enticing. Like, you know, black outrage is like probably one of the biggest things that sells things or whatever. Like it's, it's, it's sensational. Thank you. That's the word Mm -hmm. I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so yeah. Um, and I do think that in order to make some changes, that white allyship is important, that their voices need to be heard, that they need to be on the forefront of whatever we're doing to really encourage change. And some people may disagree with that. Some people may feel like, oh, no, we need to be Black Panther up and down through this thing. And that's it. Cool. That's fine. But if you really Mm -hmm. honestly want to make a change, you have got to include the people that for one, have been making the decisions for all of us, whether we wanted to be like that or not, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, to really help and really voice their opinions of why what their fellow people are doing is not right, and um, really open their fellow people's eyes to see that like this is beyond skin color. At the end of the day, this boils down to humanity and hum and a being a human a human being. So mm-hmm.
0: that's my opinion on that. Mm-hmm. All right, because I posted something today mm-hmm. um, in the midst, in the midst of it, um, in the midst of that question, um, basically, stop asking people who have not been where you're going for directions. Mm-hmm. so my thing, right? like for me, i i'm not I'm not really pressed about um having a white ally, right? when it comes mm-hmm. to to situations like this because, one unfortunately for us um for some of us like some black people like we have dealt like these are things that we grew up learning and un- knowing about right um and our parents kind of like walked us through and navigated us through certain situations um so i i'm like i'm one with it right i'm not going to mm-hmm. expect someone who don't know shit about what the shit that I've been through to speak on it. Right. Yeah. You can sympathize, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I feel like sometimes like when it's just like, okay, like am I, am I, do I really need my white? I don't have a white. I don't have a white friends. So, but, but do I really need my white friend to, um, to speak on my behalf? No, I don't. Because I feel like for me, it's like, I can't really expect this person who didn't grow up nowhere how I grew up um, in the areas that I've grew up around, understand um, what's going on. I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes just like maybe being the person who it's like, all right, yeah, you didn't grow up around it, but this is like like letting people know because there are people who are yeah, they're silent because they don't know what to say, and then they're like like the ones who don't know what to say because they haven't been around it, and then there's people who are just like they understand what's going on, but they just don't want to say nothing. That's that's different. But I'm saying for the people who we can't expect all white people to be on the same accord <laughs> in that sense. like I don't need them to be my backbone or my crutch to 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 my to my, to our pain. You feel me? And um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like with social media, it just seems like like after all that happened, it was more so. It was like, oh, if you're a white friend of mine and you don't speak about this on your social platforms, you're dead to me. And it's just like, I don't post about all the bad shit that happens to to us in the media. I don't because it's too much for me. Mm -hmm. It's too much for me. Emotionally, it's too much for me. It's too much. When Pop Smoke Smoke was murdered, I couldn't post about it because it's just like, it's a lot. (laughs) Like, that's a lot. Like, someone being killed is a lot. Seeing that every day is a lot. So um, I think sometimes you got to be real. I don't know. I don't know we just have to sometimes take out the the emotion about how how you may perceive how other people see our stories and just like i don't know see it um,
1: to see. so don't to know. Kind of, um so there's an article in refinery 29 and mm-hmm. they spoke to an activist her name is leslie mack and mm-hmm. um i'm just gonna say this quote that she <clears throat> that they pulled from her basically and it said The goal is not just to have people learn about white supremacy, but to understand how their personal lives support it. Um, And I think back to what you were saying about like the people that necessarily don't know, you know, you said something to the effect of like there, there are some white people that are not really, you know, knowledgeable about the whole thing and they don't really understand and there are some people and so they don't know what to say. They don't know how to say it. Um, mm-hmm. I get that because not everybody can orate properly or really say what they want to say without offending people. Um, mm-hmm. But I just feel like it is important to know as to why, why allyship does matter. And I get it. That, like I said, you could either be of like MLK or you can be of like Malcolm X, you can be of like <laughs> Black Panther. You know, not mm-hmm. really need the white like, people to support you, to help you out. But mm-hmm. if we're really gonna call a spade a spade, like historically what has worked was the help of white people. And it sucks to say that because we don't need we don't need them to be our crutch. We don't need them to be our pillars. Mm-hmm. And they aren't necessarily, but they are advocates for us. They do advocate for they do advocate for us. They do help us when they do really want to help us. So um I mean it's it's like a... a It's like a two-sided coin, so you can see which side you guys want to see it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it is what it is, you know.
0: It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, girl. It's just a lot. There's a lot Mm -hmm. to unpack. And um, for me, (sighs) oh, girl. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know because I can't say I'm not affected by it, right? Because of course I am. It's 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 a dis, it's disgusting, despicable um and you know cops are supposed to be people who who protect the quote unquote protect the community and stuff like that. Um I mean, I know some good cops and and I mean, I don't know bad cops, but personally, but I've seen bad cops on the media and yeah. I've seen the bullshit that they do and it's It's fucked up. Training needs to be... People who who do the trainings for these police officers need to be held accountable. Like, all that shit matters. All of it matters.
1: And also, police officers only get eight eight weeks of training. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, in comparison to lawyers who go through eight years of education.
0: Mm -hmm. Like,
1: (laughs) I mean... Granted, you know, the first four is undergrad and the remaining four is law school. But those four years of law school, you are now embedded in the law. Like, you are learning the law inside and out. You are actually learning the law. Whereas with police officers, you're only getting eight weeks of training and then all of a sudden you have a gun and a badge and you're expected to enforce the law. But you probably don't even know the law yourself. Yeah. I've seen countless videos of people being pulled over and quoting, you know, this law versus da, 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 da. and a mm-hmm. police officer don't know what the hell they're talking about <laughs> looking mm-hmm. stupid you know i remember this one video of this i think she was a judge or a lawyer or something like that and she started quoting something and she's like what's your badge number blah blah, blah. like and he didn't know what to do because he thought oh wow another black person gonna get me my quota for today i'm gonna probably mm-hmm. lock her up and all that stuff but sis obviously knows what she was talking about yeah and he couldn't he couldn't you know he couldn't he couldn't match up as far as like him knowing what he was saying Mm -hmm. and i think you know day by day we really need to start learning more about the laws that have been put into place so that when we are in those type of positions we can't i'm not saying quoting the law is going to save you all the time but it'll at least give you some justification as to like you can't be doing this because of the law that has already been put into place and Mm -hmm. I, i get that you're trying to enforce the law but you probably you probably haven't even picked up picked up a The freaking the Bill of Rights in in your in like the last twenty years like so Mm -hmm. you probably once you get that training
0: one time you ain't getting retrained.
1: See, and that's it. And I and I do believe that it's like this power suit for these officers. It don't matter whether you black, white, Asian, Hispanic. Mm -hmm. We've seen we've seen all of them across the board. It's a power suit. It's it's an ego booster. It's it's an endorphin. Everything.
0: Mm It's 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 just a lot. It's a lot. But speaking of white people and their egos, oh let's my talk about, about Amy Cooper. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's so crazy that uh, the guy that she called, called the cops on is her namesake. <laughs> Christian Cooper. <laughs> Christian Cooper and Amy Cooper. Whew. So basically uh, this week, um, there was a he um, Christian Cooper is a bird watcher. So he studies birds in Central Park um ramble i think it's ramble or garnerble one, one of those ramble. parts in central ramble in central park so he watches birds and stuff he's a harvard graduate just want to throw that out there um, anyway he saw that um, the white per- the white lady Amy Cooper had her dog off the leash where it states on the on the um, New York City Parks Department under the under the ramble I checked the ramble um part of the park that all mm-hmm. dogs mm-hmm. must be on leash because of the um the birds so they don't want like dogs to basically because they have the like bird. different species of birds <laughs> di- no they have different species of the birds there so they want to protect the species of the birds in that park. Um, and she was breaking the law by not doing so. And he basically kindly told her like, Hey, put your dog on a leash. And she got really offended and took her white privilege and tried to basically ruin this guy. Um, (laughs) <laughs> By saying, you know, basically having the theatrics of being acting like she was being attacked, and da da nothing was happening to her is one of it's like one of those things when people cry rape and they're not being raped. She did that, like that's exactly what she did when she called nine one one, and she lost everything because of it. Mm-hmm. What are your takes on that, Osa? <laughs> Again, historical <the laughs>
1: context. Rest in peace, Emmett Till. Um, mm-hmm. So Christian Cooper, like you said, he's a birder, um, Harvard educated, really intelligent man, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. cool. Um, besides his accolades, he's a human being. He obviously knew and knows the rules of Ramble. And mm-hmm. um was, I think maybe I don't know him, I don't know how his approach was, but like just by his voice and watching the video, I would assume he probably acts really nicely, like, hey, you know you're in Ramble. There are birds everywhere. Your dog is supposed to be on a leash. Mm-hmm. And Amy's entitlement um, as a white woman, with that, she felt that... <laughs> watching the... I'm so glad that he recorded this video because mm. she literally could have ruined this man's life. Mm. Um, she calls the cops. And not only does she call the cops... Because for for watching the video, there was no need to call the cops. She could just yeah. put the dog on a leash and kept them moving. Like, oh my god, I'm sorry, blah blah blah. Keep them moving. Mm-hmm. She calls the cops and then she insists on, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them an African American man is attacking me. Mm-hmm. You guys, weren't even, you, y'all weren't even up to twelve feet close to each other. <laughs> y'all were y'all They were so they were following the rules. They were social distancing. <laughs> a yard away from each other. You first of all, you came up to approach him. And, um, you know, you started trying to put your hands on him. And he's like, please don't touch me. Please don't touch me. Mm-hmm. Still being very calm. You used your privilege thinking that you using a key word such as African-American, Black, man, attack, part mm-hmm. would, you know, yield this result of him being arrested and him, yeah. um, who knows what the, the, the next step would have been, because it always goes left at that point. And. You did that that was intentional. That wasn't like, oh I'm sorry, you know, mm-hmm. that was that was that was blatant and very much intentional. And you cannot deny that. And this yeah, is the problem I that I have with these Karen's, these Susans and these Becky's mm-hmm. that insist on you know, calling the cops on things that are not life threatening things. Someone's selling yep. lemonade, they don't have a permit. No one is dying. <laughs> What's your fucking own? Of families having a barbecue in the park, that's not a crime. Mm-hmm. Someone trying to tell you that what you're doing in a park where there are birds, probably very extinct, probably very unique birds or whatever, mm-hmm. are in this park, please put your dog on a leash.
0: And you ended up choking the dang on dog. So the- and she wound up the- actually surrendering her dog as well. No, they took it away from her. Oh, I thought she surrendered the dog because no, of the people.
1: Oh. Her. And they oh. fired her from work.
0: Yeah, it's over for her.
1: Like, the same... Because someone, like, for some me, who did background the background check. Prizes. girl, <laughs> she,
0: ain't ne- she ain't never gonna get a VP position again. I mean, who's to say? This word is very, very strange. Trust me. She, you know, you know how, you know how And So, this, this this is how I know, right? So, yes. when you, when you, when, when, for instance, right, social media will, social media will ruin you. She even ruined herself, but Social media will ruin you. Mm. So after they found out the company who where she worked and stuff like that, and they posted her LinkedIn, when companies are attached to someone like that, and when they do your exit report and they put that you are non not rehirable, when you start to apply for other jobs, because I used to do background checks and stuff like that, when you start to apply for other jobs and them them um that red, <laughs> that red thing just come all up and down your report, morning, so, morning, they're going gonna, to gonna be like, they can, they can, they can, they can, they can interview you, want to hire you and all that stuff, try to put you through clearance. And as soon as they see that red, and then they, they see why, and they ask you why this happened, it's over <coughs> for you. Like there's no way, there's no way they, no other companies w- wants to have their name tied to someone who's like her. Because if you can do that, imagine what you can do to the company, like to someone in the company. Yeah. Hmm. But he actually, um, he did an interview, um, with CNN, and he, you know, black people are so forgiving, and I get it. You know, want to be Christ-like and stuff like that. Um, okay. <laughs> I get it. No, I know. I sincerely understand. Um, he basically said, "I think her apology is sincere." He said that to Don, to Don um, Lemon, um, and I'm sure he's like, I'm not sure that in the apology she recognizes that while she may not be or consider herself a racist, that particular act was definitely racist, mm-hmm. and the fact that um, was her recourse um, at the moment. Granted, it was stress; it was a stressful situation, a sudden situation. You know, maybe a moment of. Um, spectacularly poor judge, spectacularly poor judgment, but she went there and had this racist act, and she and she did it. But he wants people on social media and everyone to stop um, sending her death threats. So, I mean, very nice of him. <laughs> that very that's very nice of him. Um. I, I, you know. <laughs> See, that I, I <laughs> yeah, I've 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 dealt with Karen's on a um on a smaller spectrum, like on my stoop. For me, um when things like this happen, right? So one time I was at my mom's this time I was over my mom and my mom, we live we live in Clinton Hill. I grew up in Clinton Hill and you know we have stoop kids. I we call them stoop kids. We'd be on a stoop, we'd be doing key can. Olsa knows yeah. the vibe, right? Mm-hmm. So this neighbor who actually, um, was renting from our previous neighbor came in, came home or whatever from work. And, um, she saw me on the stoop drinking my, you know, my Pinot and my, had my, la- my laptop and I was on the, on the computer and a stoop and she goes, um, do you live here? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So me being me with a little bit of buzz, sometimes <laughs> when these things happen, Sometimes when these things happen to you, though, you don't know how you're going to react. You don't know if you're going to be like, bitch, like you don't know. Like, so for me, I was like, excuse me. And she's like, I'm asking you, do you live here? And I'm like, bitch, do you live here? Right. Like I said, bitch, do you live here? And she goes, excuse me. I'm like, I've been living here for 26 years. What's your question? What's really your question? And sometimes what you have to do is make these W's feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Like no, seriously, you have to make them feel uncomfortable in their own home. So let me tell you something. Ever since I tore her a new asshole that day in twenty seventeen, let me I will I'll be walking like a bad bitch, walking to the C train, going to work, going to school, and I will just stare her down. Like I will, I will like literally like stare her down, make her, make her feel how small she, she tried to make me feel. Cause she didn't make me feel small. She tried it. So literally ever since then she would see me and she would be with her son or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever her family. And I would just be looking at them like, "Mm, this is, this is, this is, this is what this child is going to have to be freaking dealing with. His mom walking up and down trying to question people about what they live here. Mind your business, mind your business. Yeah. And I'll be right out there. What's the problem? What's the problem? And just be staring at her. And then she'll be outside with with her little with her friends and stuff like that. I'll make them so uncomfortable that she will go in her house and go sit in the backyard. And you know what I would do? Sometimes you have go to be so passive aggressive. Fly. You got a backyard. I got a backyard too. I'll be <laughs> putting my, my YouTube on, watching my judge Faith, doing all types of bullshit to make her uncomfortable. Because you know, when when you live in, in these areas, what they try to do is make you feel like shit and make you feel small. So you know what? Let's play that game. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to do violence. I'm not going to do all that other stuff. I called you what I called you and that was it. And I made you feel how you feel. And let me tell you something because of that day, in the, the times after that, I wasn't antagonizing her. I was just making her I'm I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make her I'm gonna make this worth her while. I stopped after a while, but I was like, I'm gonna make this worth her while because I'm gonna mm-hmm. make sure that she knows not to try to shit with nobody. And she mm-hmm. moved out like six months later, but you know <laughs> I did my job. Yeah, I did my job. I cannot. Yeah. Right. You gotta show them Pepe, like for real. <laughs> like Pepe for real, did. for real. Yeah, I'm not playing with these people. I mean, like
1: you said, I think black people are very very much forgiving. And um, I really wish he had emphasized the fact that this woman could have literally killed him. Yeah. And could have literally ended his life. Could have literally changed his life. Because Mm. when it's like, oh, yeah, I forgive you, I forgive you. And you don't really emphasize the repercussions that could have happened, the consequences of whatever they did. They they be like oh you know I'm sorry like I know I messed up really bad but you know like he forgave me he said Mm -hmm. it's okay you know like I'm gonna learn from it and do better Mm -hmm. but it's like no you almost Mm -hmm. killed
0: me (laughs) I could have died I agree I agree I agree but you know what I think it is with, with from from the character that he seems like he just has a really genuine character um it seems like. He didn't go that far because it didn't happen, even though it could have happened, right? Mm -hmm. He seems like the type of person who's like, you know what? It didn't go that far. Whatever. Like, the cops didn't come. When the cops did come, we weren't there. We went about our own business or whatever like that. That Let's just leave it at that, right? Mm -hmm. But you're right. Sometimes we have to be like, yo, like, you could have done this to me. You could have got me freaking killed for no reason. That could have been another hashtag. Hmm.
1: I could have been another hashtag.
0: Yep. Yep. But you know we got a um girl. (sighs) That shit just made me hot. Like it just made me like hot (laughs) because it's 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 really, really whack that um we really have to prepare ourselves to, like, respond to certain things that we shouldn't even have to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we we have to walk outside, like, with, you know, with our with our guard up, and it's like, I mean, for someone like me, I'm not even that type of person. Like, I didn't really start dealing with, with like, white people bullshit until um, <laughs> until a little bit after college, like, a little bit, like, after, like, my second year of college. Mm-hmm. Because, one, I don't hang out with I don't hang with white people and that's not like on purpose. I just don't have white friends. I have a, I have biracial friends and stuff like that, but I don't like, yeah, (laughs) it's not, it's just not who I gravitated to. Like, and that's just, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not, it's not wrong. I got, okay. I got one white friend. I'm lying, but she's kind of, she's actually, I'm lying. No, she's not white. Never mind. She's Puerto Rican. All
1: right. Sorry.
0: But yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have any at all. So yeah, that's <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have none. Yeah. But what can we do? I mean, what can we do? I mean, um, how do you feel like walking out on the street, like with your guard up? Like, do you feel like you have to on a daily? Do you feel like your guard can be let down? Do you feel like you've been in situations where, like. You couldn't respond the way you wanted to because it caught you off guard. Like, what are your takes on the on on situations like that? Because I know those things happen all the time. Yeah. Um. Work <laughs> settings, school settings, target settings.
1: Um. <laughs> I think it depends on the setting on the setting that I'm in. Um, if it's work setting, obviously you don't want to come off as that aggressive black girl and blah 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 um Mm -hmm. you want to you want to you want to you want you want to get your point across but you also don't want to cause a scene and I don't necessarily I'm not necessarily a passive aggressive person but I I sometimes feel like that kind of might be a good way to kind of put your get your point across because I think that's the best way that they understand it um again Mm -hmm. I'm not a passive aggressive person so I don't really know how to do that um I think in a moment there was one time I'm not gonna lie there was one time I was working at this office and one somebody 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 had delivered something or whatever and some guy like walked by and was like he, he said something to the delivery guy and you know the delivery guy's black i'm black <laughs> we look you know black people look at each other we always we already know what we're thinking
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: the guy comes back i think he was like asian or like mixed he definitely looked asian though and then he came back and he was like what was that about and i was like what was that about and he was like "Blah blah 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 and i'm like no actually there was nothing wrong with that and he's like oh okay you know i think they always want that support when it's like, Oh, like they have something to say about a black person. So like,
0: Mm. you're
1: the good black person. Right. So you're going to agree with what I have to say. Um, And sometimes you have to just be like, no, that was incorrect. That was wrong. Mm -hmm. And then I've had other instances, whether I'm at like a target or I'm on the train and somebody tries me and I give it right back to them. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. sorry, not sorry, but I'm not going to let anyone disrespect me in that manner, in that regard, because no, hmm. if I'm not going to let my fellow black people disrespect me like that, who's to say that you're going to let me, you're going to disrespect me in that way either. Um, but in regards to your question, um, do I let my guard down? Not necessarily, um, because I, I I know I'm not doing anything bad. I know I'm not harming anyone. So I don't really have like that chip on my shoulder or whatever. Um, I'm also not a black man. So I really don't know what it feels like to really feel like, you know, the cops are around. I might just be the target for that day. You know, I might just uh-huh. be the one that they call on, you know, in the train station or, you know, stuff like that. I remember one time I <laughs> I went to go get some dough donuts. Um, This was like years ago. And, uh-huh. you know, as the G train had arrived. I was going home and I was running for the train. So it was me and this man, this black man, we started running for the train so we wouldn't miss it. And these cops run after us and they like come outside right now. And I was going to go. Uh-huh. Because I was like, oh, my God, like, what happened? Like, I don't know what happened. And then Mm -hmm. the black guy that I was running with was like, for what? And then I was like, yeah, for what? (laughs) Like, what do you want me to go outside for? Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, if I had gone outside, I probably would have gotten a ticket for nothing, honestly, because Mm -hmm. I didn't jump the turnstile. I didn't, you know, run through the emergency exit door. I swiped my MetroCard. I saw Mm -hmm. the G train was there, and I started running for it. That was it. There's no law against that. Um, So... I don't necessarily feel like I have a target on my back as a Black woman, but I am very conscious when I do see, like, the police <laughs> officers in the corner, or I see them in, a, in the train car, or, mm-hmm. you know, on um, the platform and stuff like that. I'm not like, oh, I'm scared for my life, but I'm also like, in case some stuff is about to go down, I'm going to be as prepared as I can as I can be.
0: Hmm. I like that, because it's, yeah. it's so crazy that you feel that way, because... So even though I don't, I don't, I'm not, my mom, my mom is a retired officer, correction officer. Mm-hmm. So I kind of know how to deal with, um, law enforcement and stuff like that and things of that nature. But, um, my, my struggle, like my daily struggle when it comes to like the, is, is the workplace, um, and being a black woman in the workplace, being an educated yeah. black woman in the workplace who is quote unquote well-spoken and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> quote unquote, right? I'm well spoken and da da da, but I have a wrestling bitch face, right? So every time I have a, I, I find like I, I usually find that it's an attack on on my blackness, and you know me, I'm not afraid to um, you know contact HR and then CC the bitch who tried me because I'm a <laughs> thug, right? So there's been situations where like I'll get a new job and like they're like, oh my god, idiot. This is when I was working in retail, right? So I'll be like the top salesperson on the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's always but like you need to like smile and this and that and da da da. And i would be like, um, what does that have to do with the numbers and making you money and Doesn't making this company money right. and stuff like that, right? So don't worry about my face because now I feel now I feel I feel offended. And and like one thing about me when it comes to the workplace, I am not afraid to voice how I feel to the person, but in a professional manner, right? So you mm-hmm. making that comment about my face, tr- you basically try to diminish me and to to, to belittle me because um, I'm not as preppy as as Karen or as whatever, whoever, right? So with that being said, we as black women, we have a different struggle. Mm-hmm. We gotta learn how to speak up for ourselves and to take action and be our own advocates because mm-hmm. if not it'll be a continuous breakdown of who we are and we can't take that shit period i
1: hear you but realistically like if you are the only black woman on your team or the only black woman in your office and um like for one i do believe that a lot of black women have to put on this like facade mm-hmm. to just works because of what they think their other, you know, coworkers workers think, their peers and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and a your lot phone, of us your tread phone's to gonna... very lightly when it comes mm-hmm. to one. Hello, can you hear me? Say it again. I said a lot of us have to tread very lightly because we true. don't want to be the aggressive Black employee. We don't want to be the um the, you know, the sassy, the you know when you do the the whole twirling of your fingers chicken head stance like and I, <laughs> it's, it's funny to say but I think mm-hmm. like, that's what they think of us like a lot of the time and yeah. um yeah so a lot of a lot of black people I would say more black women um have to put on this facade have to put mm-hmm. on this face when they go to work and sometimes they just don't want to deal with that because going through HR and then having to write a statement and then having to you know figure find a resolve for the problem. And sometimes uh-huh. the resolve is not, is not always in your favor or it's not a resolve that you actually want, uh-huh. you know? So it's like, I'm doing all of this and it's like, <clears> I don't <throat> want to do this. I just, I just want to come here, do my job and leave. I don't talk to these people. Yeah. I don't hang out with them after work. I don't do blah, blah, blah. I just clock in uh-huh. clock out. And that's it. And that's what a lot of people feel like. And there, a lot of them are not comfortable
0: at work. And that's the problem. And, and and that's actually part of the problem because when it gets to the point like that, where they feel like they, that, like that's them silencing us. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have to remember, we have to be like, like H, like if you want to go there, right. HR is actually meant to protect the employees and like to, I mean, I've, I've had really, really great luck with um, HR, thank God, knock on wood. Like I've had really, really great luck with voicing my opinion and, you know, dealing with things professionally. Right. Because one, I don't want to have to go into a workplace where I feel intimidated every day. Um, and feel like, okay, but this is, this is, this is all of that I'm doing is basically going in vain because you feel like I have a resting face. No, you just can't see the wrinkles that you're looking for. Or, <laughs> no, real shit, like, you can't see the, the, the you, you just can't see it. God has blessed us with some good collagen, some good melanin, and you mad. But with that, that's, that's besides the point. But we have to sometimes, I feel like, do that extra step to make sure that we are in comfortable workplace environments for ourselves, for our own well-being. Because it isn't fair that um, we, we have to go to jobs that we, quote, like, we don't enjoy because we feel uncomfortable. That's not fair.
1: I hear That's you. That's not fair. Clear, but I've experienced the situation of making a report to HR and to management, and nothing was done. Where I was literally being harassed by a fellow a fellow uh, coworker, mm-hmm. made a whole claim statement, blah blah blah. Oh, thank you for this. We'll look into it. Blah blah blah. Nothing was done so Mm -hmm. there's the you've been blessed like you said to get some sort of resolve and then there's some people like me that didn't have anything done and the person was still there (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know granted that they stopped harassing me but you know now i'm even more uncomfortable because they know that i've made a report and nothing was done so i don't listen i don't care let them know yeah, that I not care but some people don't some people really care and this is mm-hmm. first of all, you spend so much time at work. you spend more time at work than you spend at home with your family. Mm-hmm. So now I got to be sure. in this office or I have to be if you work in retail, you know working with someone for hours upon hours on a day and I'm uncomfortable that that mm-hmm. that's not that's not an environment
0: anybody should be in. It's yeah. not I agree. Listen, they gotta make our workplace environments more conducive. Yeah. I, I understand. I, I definitely understand. I'm I'm but you know, I'm 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 such an advocate for um HR dealing with situations and being like being able to speak my like speak our minds and stuff like that when it comes to these things because one, there's always a paper trail. So if you mm-hmm. wanna really fucking play with me and harass me, I will sue your ass. I will sue the company. Like don't play with me, like do not mm-hmm. play with me. Because there was a situation that happened at a, I won't say the name of the realtor, I mean of the retailer, but um, they basically, they basically, I had to go to HR to the, for this and I actually had a whole paper trail on them. But um, they weren't paying me, like, my my hours. <coughs> and what happened was, the manager of the counter retaliated against me and got me fired. What? Mm-hmm. But me being the person that I am, I wasn't walking away empty handed. Um, so I did what I had to do. I didn't have to make any harsh threats and whatever, whatever. But long story short, I got my coins and then some. And oh, yes. that manager in particular was fired. And um, three months later, they reached out and they were like, Hey, we want to um revisit your um you know rein, reinstating you or if you don't want to come back at this time we just want to let you know that you're rehirable a good standing and da 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 we won't put that you were terminated or whatever case. May be. you can just come as a rehire mm-hmm. and I'm just like thanks but no thanks right but thank, thank you for thank you that. for doing your job after the fact yeah mm. yep but you know that's what, that's what, that's what we gotta, that's, is, that's it is. My is, is hard
1: track. being black. It's hard being black. Like, we've talked about this for pretty much an hour now. Mm-hmm. And from police brutality to white allyship to mm-hmm. being black in the workplace,
0: <laughs> yeah. in
1: school, being everywhere, you know? And as much as a lot of us that are privileged to have gone to good schools or down a good education and work in good fields and making good money... At the end of the day, what a lot of people see first is our skin color. They don't see our personality. Mm -hmm. They don't see how amazing and witty and funny we are and how smart and how creative and how innovative we are. They see our skin color. They see a black man. They see a black woman. And that is um, what they use to make a judgment on us Mm. before even getting to know us. And that's the harsh reality we have to deal with every single day. Every single day.
0: Hmm. I agree and it's, it sucks but God willing we will see the change um,
1: yeah.
0: it will not be in our children's portion it won't be in our mm-hmm. children's children's portion and mm-hmm. listen God willing we'll be able to like equip them with the things that they need so that they don't have to deal with the bullshit and be able to be themselves and be able to not be afraid to walk outside their homes or have to hold their breath when they get pulled over by the cops like legit but this was a heavy episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, a lot, but, you know, but you know, this sometimes it's our reality gotta, right now. Shit, it's so much more going on besides COVID, you know, like yeah. on a day-to-day. So um, I just feel like it's good to speak about it and to get different mm-hmm. perspective. And, you know, um, let's just, let's just, Pray that the outcome of this man's story won't end in vain and you know, <sighs> like, oh, and girl, I'm so sorry,
1: but the store clerk, the store clerk, the store clerk, the we'll store clerk, the store clerk for for um Gregory for George? Sorry, not Gregory. Oh,
0: uh, oh, oh.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I just, I just, I just want to really, really reiterate that because a lot of people don't really know as to why the whole thing started you know mm-hmm. the store clerk called the cops because he thought george had a fake check and george mm-hmm. did not have a fake check um and again i know the store clerk was doing their job but it's like man ugh, I, don't mm. Girl. I don't know
0: we just gotta Oof. yeah like 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 we said too before. Like we don't know how we would react in certain situations. So, um, but I don't know. This I don't know if the store clerk should be held that much accountable more so than the police. Because like you like said, the, the he was doing his job. Didn't kill him. Yeah,
1: no. It's a domino effect. Like every action mm-hmm. has a reaction, and
0: yeah.
1: this is what the reaction was.
0: Yeah. Yeah oh well may god protect us all yeah. amen amen and that was you had anything else osa no i don't (laughs) (laughs) said i'm i'm tired and i'm over this i'm very much over this it's okay listen it is okay and it's okay to be tired of hearing the same thing every day and it's okay to be racially fatigued um i feel like a lot of us are because this happened not, not so long after the Ahmad um, Aubrey situation. So it's like, you just have so much to unpack and it's and Brianna Taylor. <laughs> Taylor. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't really hear much about that. Like after because they, they,
1: they always erase black women and they're, you know, that's <sighs> another
0: conversation of the day, <laughs> but you, but you see though, right? Like, it's like, yo, it's like you talk about it for like a week, you hear about it and then that's it.
1: Granted that more black women aren't dying. And, like, black women aren't dying more in comparison to black men. Mm-hmm. But they're still dying. And yeah. we need to stop yeah. the erasure of black women. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we have to stop that.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's something that's subconsciously done? Or, like, or um, it's just one of those things that, you know, like, you know, black people seem to just more, like, us and black people. Yeah, black people in general seem to protect more so black men than black women. Absolutely. Do you think that's the that's case? That's a fact. Okay. That's 100%. Because, I mean, I, I didn't want to say it because I, sometimes I don't, like, sometimes I feel like when I speak and people are like, you know, they they hear and they're like, what? Like, we all black. And it's like, yeah, we are all black. But sometimes it seems like black men are more of the, pr- like, like we want to protect and hold black men and then we forget about the black woman as, as well.
1: Yep. And they forget about us. So
0: okay. yeah. <laughs> with that, with that, with that being said.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Listen. Well, thank you guys for listening to another
1: episode of Just Winging It. Yeah. And uh we'll catch you next time. Lady <laughs> y'all. Bye. Bye honey.